0: Welcome to it. Brand new week. How was your uh, weekend, Bruce? Um,
1: actually, the weekend was pretty good. Uneventful, more or less, relatively speaking.
0: Uneventful. Um, but yeah, it was good. That's good. That's good. You're doing well, I suppose. I know you said you had a little bit of trouble last night. and You didn't quite get a full night's rest, so uh, we might... Y- uh, yeah. And I have some things I have to get accomplished this evening, so it's entirely possible we might not be here for the full hour like normal. But we did a two-hour one yesterday, so we might have to cut this one a little short today. Yeah, uh, but otherwise,
1: yeah. Uh, other than lacking sleep and uh, having bags under my eyes, um, I'm healthy and alive as usual.
0: You know, a lot of people are probably wondering why we didn't do something yesterday about nine eleven. Well, we did that one actually on Friday. And we weren't gonna be here for the actual day. So why didn't we talk about nine eleven? Everybody knows what happened. We did one last year. We did one the year before. It is twenty years since it's passed. That yeah. part is is ridiculous. I mean, that's I, I didn't even realize that it. it's been 20 years. That's just kind of that's unbelievable. But everybody knows crazy. what they were yeah, it is crazy. Everybody knows what they were doing on that day. I remember specifically yeah. what I was doing on that day. I remember where exactly where I was and what I was eating. That mm-hmm. evening, when I saw the first amateur video of the second plane, or excuse me, the first plane hitting the first tower. Yeah. Same. How is it? So, how is it? You remember that stuff? That's, that's insane. Well, because it was, it was an, it was
1: an eventful, impactful moment in, in your life. Uh, that That's one of the things is if you, if you have something that's, that's very um, traumatic, typically people remember that uh, experience. And that was a very traumatic thing for the, the entire nation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I remember people on that day and they were talking about how we should have taken steps to secure ourselves before that happened. I wonder what some of those same people that were saying that then think about where we are now. I often wonder that. Uh, Well, many of those steps that they're saying that we could have done to secure ourselves,
1: we're now doing. And man, have we lost a lot of freedoms
0: (laughs) and liberty? We have. Uh, So we have. And, you know, I heard somebody put it really well. And let's be honest, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and play sides, but when it comes to insecurity of a nation state, I don't care which one it is. I don't care if it's America, if it's one of the European nations, Canada, whatever. When it comes to the security of a nation state, let's be honest, the parties that tend to lean... To the left side of the aisle, typically don't give too much of a damn about security of your nation. And I heard somebody put it over the weekend: Why is it that the left always want to lay in the sun until you get skin cancer and then do something about it? The urgency,
1: the let uh, what is it? No, no tragedy, no um, crisis go to waste. Uh, crisis go to waste. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Uh, so yeah, but I would also argue that um, <laughs> they don't care about the nation's security
0: unless it brings them control they there all for it. Unless they are the ones in control. You see, when you had a uh, big, bad Russian colluding uh, fascist Donald Trump in there, we'll see they wanted the power that he had. They just didn't want him to be at the head of it. It's not. Yeah, it, it's it's just like authoritarians all around the world, all throughout history. They will sit there and they will argue and and go after each other politically and play these these stupid cutthroat political games with each other because they want the reins of power. That's all it is. Who's acting now like the big evil fascist dictator? Wasn't Donald Trump, was it? By comparison. No, by comparison. Yeah. (laughs) By comparison. No. Now, he was in New York on 9-11. He was down with all the firefighters. He was down with the NYPD. He was getting uh, big praises. I know you saw probably some of the videos, some of the some of the photos of him down there. Where was the current president? Where was his administration? He was hanging out, piling around with Bill Clinton and, and Barack Obama and George Bush. George Bush gave a statement that day, just the other day on, on 9-11. And you know, part of that statement actually stood out to me. And I want you to think about where we were, because clearly he was the president at the time. I want you to think about where we were and where we are now. Because it was the whole kickoff of the war on terror. Quite frankly, if you really think about it, I think this is where the Great Reset went kinetic. That's my opinion. If you put the pieces together and you look at how things have transpired between then and now, we're at endgame. You couldn't have gotten to this point if you didn't have the war on terror. You needed a justification to go into these other countries around the world and knock off these people that weren't for it. But you needed a lie that was so big that you had to get a people to go along with it. Now, I'm not going to get into 9-11 conspiracy theories. I'm not going to get into that. This is not the time for that. I'm not going to get into the Saudi Arabian declassification stuff. Quite frankly, most of that stuff was heavily redacted anyway, so you don't even know. So I'm not even going to get into that. What I am going to say is the same people that gave you the official closed book, it's settled story on 9-11 are the same people that are giving you the COVID information now. That's all I'm saying. To add in... um
1: Trump wasn't there for the actual event, you know, the, the memorial, if you will, uh, this time round, and the left has gone apoplectic over it. It was weird because I kind of perused some of the left's social media uh, stuff here and uh, yesterday and today, and <laughs> wouldn't you know it, uh, they were complaining that Americans are too, um, they're, they're, they're too focused on 9-11. It's been 20 years after all. And then in the same breath are bashing Donald Trump for not going to the actual memorial. Instead, he was there with his son doing color commentary
0: for a boxing match. While the crowd was screaming, Uh, we want Trump and F Joe Biden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The level of disconnect that's happening on both sides of the aisle is really, um, it's concerning to put it mildly. It's like we're living in two different countries.
0: Well, that's the split that they want, is that right there. And I think you're going to see an even further divide as we get further into this. And when I say further, I'm talking maybe one to two years down the road. I mean, it's depending on how fast things move. Uh, But as you know, things are just getting quicker and quicker by the day. You got Fauci out there. We have a clip of him today talking about how he's all for all of this vaccine passport for travel and all the rest of it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, But I I don't want to get too far off topic yet. George Bush on 9-11. Listen, because back then, back then, if you didn't agree with what the government said, then what was it he said? Either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. Isn't that what he said? I do believe he said that in one of his State of the Union speeches. Either you are with us or you're with the terrorists. What does he have to say now?
2: The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. Uh There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, They are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing continuing duty duty to confront confront them.
0: You know, if I didn't know better, if this was indeed a, a genuine patriotic man, which he is not, then one would conclude that he'd be talking about Antifa. But that's not what he's talking about. I'll tell you what he's doing. He's comparing people that are not for the established order. What was it he said 20 years ago? Either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. You're with the government or you're a terrorist. That's what he said 20 years ago. He's saying the exact same thing now. You're either with the established order or you're no better than the Taliban. That's what he's saying.
1: Yeah, it, it sounded quite like he was uh, referring to uh, January 6th uh, and mm-hmm. those That's protesters. It. Then yeah. he was, you know, I, I have a I have a um at the time. Okay. At the time of nine eleven, when that all went down, um, emotions were high, and I was for going into the war, and I supported Bush uh, in the beginning. Of course, I was also not politically aware and didn't know hardly anything about the the past Bush Senior or any of the other dealings that our country had been involved in before that. And then I I, I became um, distrusting and did not like Bush at the end of his uh tenure and he as he went out. Some of the things he did on the way out and some of the things I I'd learned about that he had done, like the Patriot Act and those kind of things at the time I didn't know of. And then over the years it's that 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 distrust and dislike of him has only grown. And he may be a very intelligent man when you actually interact with him in person. Supposedly the stories I've heard is uh the person you've seen on stage was him trying to calculate what words to say and and Uh, whether he should scratch his nose or not, or, you know, those kind of things, because uh, the world is watching, right? And supposedly, when you talk to him in person, he's very intelligent. He knows, um, like, he could rattle off a bunch of names of soldiers that had just died that he had to call the families. He could... A name, uh, statistics, numbers, uh, finance, all that stuff. He, he supposedly knew all that stuff and was very intelligent. He just supposedly couldn't bring it forward to the American people. Okay, um, I'll I'll give you that one because I've never met the guy, but I still don't. I, I don't trust him. And now with seeing him rubbing elbows with Clinton and Obama, no, nah. Bloomberg was there with him as well. No, no, I'm I
0: don't know. Says he dec- he thinks of Hillary Clinton as his sister-in-law. Now think about that. Think about that. Is there really any difference between the Bushes and the Clintons? We've had the Bushes and the Clintons for 30 years. You could actually argue that the Obamas, you could actually argue that their terms, their two terms were the two terms of the Clintons after the Bush years. You could argue... She was involved, and it wasn't make no mistake, it was not Bill during his time in office. It wasn't him, it was never was. Same thing when he was an Arkansas governor. Bill Bill just wanted he just wanted a party. That's all Bill ever wanted. He just wanted rock star status. He wanted the red carpets and, and all the rest of it. He was very well-spoken, and that's all that he ever was. He never actually ran much, but regardless, I'm getting away from the point here. The mere fact that we have to sit here and we have to look at these people on that day of all days is disgusting. That is disgusting. Quite frankly, and like I said, I'm not going to delve down into like conspiracy theories here, but quite frankly, I want to know what those people know about that day and their involvement in that day. That's what I want to know. I want to know about George Bush's family's involvement on that day. I know that George Bush Senior, the morning that those towers were hit, was having breakfast with the head of the Bin Laden family. You couldn't make that up. And you're trying to tell me that no one knows what happened that day? I don't buy that for a second. Now, we had a lot of nice ceremonies, the usual uh, bell ringing and, and names that were given and all that stuff. Good ceremonies. I mean, they, they did a fantastic job with those things. But 20 years on. I now am more determined than I ever have been before about finding out what happened on that day because that is the inflection point right there. Klaus Schwab talks about COVID being an inflection point. No, it's not. You have to go back further than that. You have to look at what set us on this track that we're on now. And if it wasn't for what happened on 9 11, then we wouldn't be on this track. If it wasn't for what happened in Afghanistan, we wouldn't be on this track. We wouldn't be on the track of Afghanistan if we weren't on the track in 9 11. We wouldn't have been on the track to Iraq if you we weren't on the track from 9-11, it all starts there. In modern history, it all starts there. We've got to find out what happened on that day. And the failing degeneration of this established order knows exactly what happened on that day. When they go down, we find out what happens on that day. Not a moment before. Yeah, but here, here's the problem we're running into. The most recent scandal we've
1: seen with political officials is Fauci and how he basically perjured himself in front of Congress he lied under oath multiple times on multiple different occasions.
0: Funded the lab and created the virus or the, the weaponization yeah. of the virus.
1: Yeah. And nothing's being done about it. We had the previous president get impeached over a phone call that had nothing in it that was impeachable. No. He and was then this twice. president,
0: he was impeached twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just specifically referencing the, the phone call itself. But now we have a president who committed far worse under his administration than uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, any other president in our time? I, I mean, they handed over American citizens' paperwork, like documents, to the Taliban. Uh, I, I'm sorry, it, that is that is handing over the American people. The 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 six airlines that we had seen that was full of people that they required to disembark. Mm-hmm. There was at least 150 in one aircraft that were American citizens. They literally turned over those people to the Taliban, which we we don 't even know if all of those people made it out so yeah i'm i'm um i'm I, I don't think anything's going to happen uh with our um quote unquote elite
0: with the current system, no, although the people in the streets of Europe might have a different opinion because uh well they're they're getting very upset, and if they fall here, they fall in America, their support structure goes away, but in the meantime, while we have those citizens stuck on the ground in Afghanistan. Bruce you'd be very happy to know that with that going on in Afghanistan, Joe Biden has returned to the golf course. And you see him here, he's putting his mask on, right? Before he's getting ready to walk up into the tee box. Is that is that a container of insure he's got there in his hand? Is that what that is?
1: Yeah. We've seen pictures of Obama did the same thing. He wasn't there in the situation room when Benghazi went down. He was unavailable. We we've seen these kind of scenarios with multiple presidents, uh, presidents in our past, either American people get riled up and like goldfish forget soon thereafter. They were they were dumping on Trump for doing stuff. And he was more active in this stuff than probably the last 30 presidents. I mean, the dude was. Yeah,
0: I don't I, I don't know. It just Yeah Trump was golfing, but Trump was golfing when there was literally like nothing going on. Yeah. we We didn't have American citizens stranded in a landlocked country on the other side of the globe we We didn't have that happening all
1: because of the State Department, all because of their administration got in the way the 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 problem is the the fingerprints of this um lead up to the White House. It does not stop before the White House. It goes all the way to the top, and he's out here golfing while american uh, American citizens are stranded s i v s immigrants they're they're all stranded there that we told we would get them out and promised
0: and including like, you know. including the guy that worked with us, one of our SIVs that worked with us, who personally saved this guy's life in 2008.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, I, I heard this. Um, a
1: senator from my state, he went up there and he went to Afghanistan to, to see what he could do as an American citizen. He didn't make he wasn't trying to do it as a politi- uh, you know, political stunt or anything. And he was up there because this is something he does on the side anyway, as he tries to help people that are being trafficked and whatnot. Anyway, yeah, he went to uh, Afghanistan to see what was going on and had to go silent and disappear. And the whole reason he had to go silent and disappear is because the State Department plastered his face all across the media and said he's missing, he's lost in Afghanistan. He's and he's like, he's like, I'm a nobody senator. He's like, I don't make, I, I heard the guy's name and I'm like, I have no idea who he is. I didn't even know he was my state rep and, uh, they plastered his name everywhere. So he was like, yeah, I had to go silent because I was on world media news. Like I was right there. So he's like, I had to go silent and disappear. And so he did. And he, he had to go uh, dark until he got back to the States. It's like. This is the State Department that did people? this. What is
0: wrong with these idiots? You know what? I keep asking what, what's wrong with these people. They're incompetent and all the rest of it. They're not. There's nothing wrong uh, with them. This is, no, this is,
1: this is malevolent. This is, this is evil. They're, they're intentionally doing this at this point. There, there is no other conclusion. You cannot be so inept to think, oh, we, we should, uh, you know, plaster this guy's face across the so, uh, media, social media, news and all that. The, the Taliban's not going to do anything. They're they're, ugh, they're reformed. They're different people now. All those are all those uh, videos we're seeing of them hanging people and and killing people and all of that. Oh, you know the the women that are getting beaten and all that. No, the, the, that's not the Taliban. That that's that's not
0: well, th- true. They're they they are they're, uh, they're business like and professional.
1: Yeah, I'm sure
0: mm-hmm. they're, they're business like, mm-hmm. well, according to the White House press secretary, Jen Sock, they they were very businesslike and professional. The Taliban, the Taliban businesslike and professional. Well, I'm sure while putting Joe is on the, uh, the golf course trying to figure out exactly where he is, but quite frankly, I don't even know how the man can swing a club. He can barely walk. Have you seen the way the man walks? Oh, he got booed and heckled the other day in New York when he was up there. You had FDNY, you had NYPD people holding up their phones, booing him. While he was walking through, saying, You stranded our people in Afghanistan, you loser. You stranded our people over there. What's wrong with you? And what does he do? He he pulls a stupid bass down to his chin and he walks over to uh, shake someone's hand. I, I don't know. You couldn't see who it was, but there were so many people in front. It was either somebody in a wheelchair or an old person or whatever it was. He had to like lean down. It could have been yes. could have been a, a kid or whatever, because you heard the people are all around uh, the guy that was holding the camera video. him. he says, don't sniff him! Don't sniff him! Don't do it. That That's what the public thinks of this piece of garbage. No, no, no. The, the, yeah, you got it
1: all wrong. This is the most voted for.
0: This is the most approved <laughs> president. Right. Yeah. American right. history. Right. Well, you heard about how last week. Show some respect. Yeah. Show some respect. While he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. While he's up there uh, blaming you for everything. Show some respect. While he's talking down to you. While he's saying show some respect. But yet you're going to get fines increased on you by like tenfold. But yet show some respect. Yeah. <laughs> drop dead, you son of a bitch. Show some respect. Biden is said to announce even more COVID measures coming this week. That's according to the Surgeon General. President Joe Biden will announce more COVID-19 measures before the U.N. General Assembly meets this week. Oh, yeah. See, he has to he has to pledge his his disgusting U.N. agenda before he actually gets there uh, and says, yeah, yeah, I did all this for you. I, I did everything. Because let's be honest, it's coming from the UN, which from there it's coming from the WHO. And from the WHO, it's coming from the, well, I think we all know at this point. Speaking to CNN on September 12th, uh, who's this guy? Uh, Murphy? What, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He didn't say what the new measures would be. However, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci is kind of giving because they use him as kind of like this, you know, that he throws out the ideas, but he does it very slowly. Because remember, he was the one saying, All the school kids have to be vaccinated. All the uh, uh, all the businesses have to mandate. You're going to see mandates at the local level. But then the White House comes out and says, no, we don't have any plans to do that. That's going to be on the businesses. We don't have the authority to do that. And then they do it. So they put the feeler out. They deny it. And then they do it. You see how it works. The U.K. government 48 hours ago said, no, we're scrapping all the plans for covid passports. They put the feelers out. With Sajid Javid, the health minister, and and a couple of others, they put the feelers out. The media said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put the uh, the COVID passports in in September, end of September, first part of October, just like Scotland, just like uh Italy and 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 all the rest of the stuff." Said, "Yeah, we're gonna put these in." Well, in the meantime, you got other countries like Denmark. Denmark dropped everything; they're done. They just said, "All right, that's enough of this." The Swedes dropped everything; they're finished. The Israelis continue to vaccinate; highest case numbers in the world. So you put the COVID idea out there of uh, the passports, right? The COVID passport. you put it out, you put it out in the media. They run with the talking points. You see the pushback that comes in. The hatred comes in from the populace on the on the Twitter and Instagram feeds and everything else. The government says, no, we're not going to do anything like that today. This morning, number 10 came out and said, these are a crucial part of our winter COVID plan. We're going to have them. 48 hours ago, Boris Johnson said now we're going to scrap all that stuff they're doing the same thing in the. US same thing in Australia well Australia is 10 times worse hell France and Germany they weren't even warned they were told one day that yeah we're gonna do this they weren't told when and then all of a sudden the night before at like you know 435 o'clock right when people were getting off of work sorry you're not going to be able to go into all these places tomorrow starting tomorrow thanks for your understanding huh it's just like the the, the ridiculous governors of these blue states in the. US. I don't care if you're in a U.S. state. I don't care if you're in a European country, if you're in Canada, whatever. By the way, the police, the firefighters, the paramedics, the nurses, the doctors, all standing in parks today protesting the vaccine mandate on them. Boy, the establishment here is really pushing it, aren't they? They're going to cut their own defenses out. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But I don't care if you're in any of these countries. It doesn't matter. The fact is, is that we elected representatives either at the state level, the federal level, whatever. We elected representatives. We didn't elect some clown governor or, or prime minister or whatever. We didn't elect these people to go in there and rule like petty tin pot dictators with these unconstitutional edicts. We didn't elect them for that. We elected representatives. Why, why in the hell do we have representatives if they're not paid attention to? Why do we have them? If you're going to rule by executive fiat, well, then what's the point? The president issued several executive orders on September 9th mandating that federal contractors, federal workers, and most healthcare staff in the United States get the COVID 19 vaccine. Really? Okay. Did you consult the labor unions? The Biden administration is now going to go to war with the labor unions because the labor unions aren't going to play nice with that. The Post Office, largest government union, the Post Office, the Postal Workers Union, has said, no, we're not doing it. They said it before all this. We're not doing that. Notice Biden had the, the meeting and the speeches and everything with the labor unions before he gave that press conference. See, he couldn't have had the conversations with big labor after that because they would have walked out on him. So the post office, guess what? They're exempt. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, mandating that federal contractors, federal workers, and most health care staff in the United States, uh, federal workers, that would be post office workers, right? Postal workers. Oh, they're exempt. OK. All right. What about Congress? Nope. They're exempt, too. Hang on a minute. Congress is exempt? Well, they were the ones running out. All, all of a sudden, they were the ones running out to, to get the, the the double jab first. I say let them. Go ahead. We need to clean that institution out anyway. Go ahead. Take all those ridiculous staff members with you, too. Line Line them up. Go ahead. A White House plan also stated that he would direct the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, to mandate that employers with 100 or more workers either get the vaccine or require weekly COVID-19 testing or receive a fine. Okay, let's go on that. How hard is it going to be? If you're a person that has, I don't know, uh, let's say I employ 101 people, guess what? I'm going to have 99 people by the end of next week. Yep. I know people in the U.S. that employ more than 100 people, and they're already saying, no, we're not doing this. I I don't give a damn. You can bring your fines. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to crumple them up and I'm going to throw them in the trash. That's what you need to do if you're a business, like I said, they're going to put you out of business anyway. It doesn't matter. The COVID passports are meant to put you out of business. That's going to be regulating and controlling how much money comes into your business so that you never generate any profit and are successful and can grow. Oh, if you don't do it, then we're going to fine you $15,000 a day. Okay, fine me $15,000 a day. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to crumple them up. I'm going to throw them in the trash. I'm going to run my business. I don't have time for this. We, the people, don't have time for this. We're wasting time. We're too busy, tied up with all this nonsense and chasing our own tails. We need to be advancing ourselves, not stuck and headed back into the... uh, the 12th century, like those 12th century cutthroats over there in, in Afghanistan that are now running the joint. Biden's announcement on the mandate, which will affect an estimated 80 million private sector employees, drew significant criticism from Republican governors and some business leaders. Uh, Today late and dollar short, gentlemen. Useless, do nothing, spineless, coward Republicans. Those of us that have been warning about this for 20 years, are you paying attention yet? it is likely that numerous lawsuits will be filed against the order. Of course there will be. Now it's going to be lawfare. Another way to take money from you. Another way to extract money from you. Tie you up in the legal system. They have unlimited amounts of cash financed by you, the taxpayer. They're getting you both ways. We're burning the candle at both ends here. Yeah. To be fair to some of the
1: governors, I know they have already put forth um, legislation that... Or they signed into effect legislation that barred the government from doing vaccine mandates or mass mandates and whatnot. So there, there are a few that already have done it at a state level. So technically, in those states, this would have no teeth. This would have no power. OSHA couldn't find them. They, they couldn't do anything in that. But I know I've seen a headline earlier uh, that that said that they're looking to increase the budget of the IRS by like eighty three mil, uh, eighty three billion. They
0: um, wanted to do I'm, that I, under Obamacare, but they couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm wondering if that 83 or 87, whatever it was, it was 80 something. We'll just say 80 billion. Uh, I'm wondering if that's going to play into the other unvaccinated that aren't business owners that aren't, uh, you, you know, working for some federal government or whatever or or federal agency. They're just your average employee. I wonder I wonder if it hits. This is going to be something that would hit them, like a, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a, a social credit system or something that they institute, you know, something on those lines to track people. Yeah, uh, digital currency, something something of that nature.
0: Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I, honestly, I think you're right. I think you're you're on the right track right there, because during the CNN interview, Murthy defended the president's announcement on the mandate. And he said, and I'm quoting, there will be more actions that we continue to work on, especially in the global front, global front. Why the global front? What do we care about that? We shouldn't be car- caring about that. We have nothing to do with that. We need to be concerned well, about what's happening in America, and that's it.
1: Well, No, there, there's these other countries that are not as well off as the u.s and they they don't have access to the vaccines like these wealthier countries that are doing right um three and four doses now and they haven't even gotten one so it's not fair and equitable for those so we have to look at doing something for the world
0: Uh uh-huh yeah okay uh what the president and what all of us have said as public health leader public health leaders you hear this public health leaders. You people are a bunch of buffoons. You're idiots. You're not following science. You're not following medicine. You're following scientism. It's an ideology. It's a sick religion to you people now. You have turned everything that we've learned about science and medicine and proper care of people on its head. You people are a disgrace to public health. You're not leaders. You're losers. He says from the earliest part of this pandemic, Up until now, we have to use every level of government. Every level of government. You hear this? More government in this case is not the answer. Less government is the answer. Get the hell out of the way. You have a small minority of people in all of this that love what you're doing. They want to be ruled over. Okay. Okay. Let them. But that doesn't mean that you take away the rights of the majority of people, which is what you're doing. Oh, Make no mistake about it. You're going to sit there and you're going to say, like Fauci says, oh, we've got uh, what has he said now? Eighty million people that they they knocked another ten million off of it. We've got eighty million people that haven't been vaccinated. Okay, what do you care? What do you care if that's the case? If that is if that is indeed the number, which I don't believe it is. If that is indeed the number, what do you care? What what do you care if the numbers that you're talking about? If there's so much death and all this hospitalization and and uh, you got people in the hospital that are being put on ventilators and they're begging for the vaccine. Give me a break. Give me a break. If you have those kinds of numbers and you're talking about 80 million people, what do you care? Let those of us who say drop dead, let those of us go out and drop dead. We'll be out of your way. What do you care?
1: Oh, but no, no, no. See, because you didn't go out and get the vaccine and now you're requiring an ICU bed, now it's making it more difficult for the people that need the ICU bed that, that that took the vaccine you know that have heart complications and blood clotting and strokes you know those people we need the we need the the beds for them because you're 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 taking it up you're being selfish because you didn't get the vaccine you see so it's your fault that the hospitals are being overrun it's your fault that uh the 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 staff of the hospitals are quitting because they don't want the vaccine it's all your
0: fault right you got some numbers on the hospitals yeah
1: uh more or less basically uh, it, it was something like um about 30 to 40% of hospital staff like nurses and whatnot are all leaving uh because they don't want the vaccine they're not taking the vaccine hospitals that aren't requiring the vaccine and are low on numbers they're offering something like $10,000 sign uh sign up bonus and then like $250 an hour overtime pretty good i mean damn i don't know what i don't know what a nurse makes on on average uh but Uh, That's some good money for... uh, Anyway, they're running out of staff because of this mandate and you're having more ICU beds. Uh, Basically, we're at what, about 93 to 97% capacity uh, across the United States for ICU beds. Ironically, I don't know if you remember, if if you're a listener that's been listening to us since the beginning of COVID, you will take note that we mentioned our ICU bed capacity was 93 to 97% back then. Uh, Before COVID was really spiking, and we've seen, oh, it's terrible. We're seeing two thousand percent spikes, and people are dying in the streets. You know, back when that was happening, our hospital
0: numbers in general, our hospital numbers in general across America, we run in the low to mid ninety percent capacity nationwide all the time. Anyway,
2: yeah,
1: year round, especially during flu season. And the thing is, it's not that we're at capacity in the sense of so it's we're at capacity in the sense of, of the number of beds that are open, we're at capacity. But if we need more beds, we can open up more beds, if you will. They only run the number they need, or about the number they need, roughly. You don't want to go over too much, because then if you go over, that means that's more, well, revenue, that would be revenue, is now an expense. So, you know, more of your revenue goes to that expense of keeping those rooms running. And, uh, yeah, hospitals are businesses here. They're not government institutions like the uh, NHS, for example. It's government run, taxpayer funded, whereas here it's not. So they have to be a a profitable business. So they they think of those kind of things.
0: And we talked about this statistic last year when we were Starting to see the uh, first lockdowns and things. And people were talking about, well, what's the hospital capacity going to be? Is it going to overload our medical system? Blah, 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 because the medical system collapses. Okay, fine. Okay, I understand those concerns. I understand those conversations that people are having. I get it because are you really going to trust the Chi Coms? Are you really going to trust them? I'm not. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's about a traffic light. I don't trust the Chai I don't care if it's about a stick of gum. I don't trust the Chinese Communist Party. Period. I don't trust the Communist Party. I don't care where it comes from. The Communist Party is international. Sorry, a side
1: note about the CCP. You remember all that hardware that we left behind there in
0: Afghanistan? Yes. you Um, mean, the one that the Chinese are now instructing (laughs) the Taliban on how to use, yeah.
1: Not just how to use, but they're reverse engineering some of the stuff. Like There was Mm. Apaches that were left behind, Blackhawks... Tanks, you know Humvees, IFVs.
0: Well, no, um, the, the, see, jo- that no, was no, all fine. No, no. See, you're misunderstanding. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said that all of that was made unusable before we left.
1: Yeah, uh, there, there's a bit. There's one kind of problem with that. Let's say, let's say, a hundred percent of it was made unusable, right? Let's say a hundred percent was made unusable. The problem is those tanks and the helicopters have hardware on there, like the armor plating, uh, the other materials that are involved there that are supposed to be trade secrets, if you will. Now the, the Chinese have access to because the Taliban were handing over to the CCP. Anyway, that was a side note. I I hadn't thought of the, the the Taliban handing that over to the Chinese,
0: but they've been handing yeah. it over to the Chinese. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they are dear friends. You know, they're going to help them rebuild and everything. So, I mean, you know, what's what's a what's a small gift amongst friends? Uh, but anyway, the original point I was going to make was the United States. Uh, they're they're going to talk now. They're going to run because we're going back into the cold and flu season, the normal cold and flu season. They're going to talk now about overrun hospitals again. They're going to play it again. They're going to beat that dead horse. That horse is dead. It's hanging in the town square. It's got maggots falling off of it. That's how dead this is. They're going to continue with it, though. They don't care. They're doubling, triple and quadrupling down. They don't care. They're going to tell you that the hospitals are on the brink of collapse, blah, blah, blah. The United States at any given time before COVID, pre-COVID, back when life was normal, the United States at any given time has less, hear me, less than 1 million hospital beds available in the United States. We have, I'll say that again, we have less than 1 million available hospital beds in the United States pre COVID 19. What is the population of the United States now? Roughly 330, 345, 350, whatever. Depends, d- it depends on what census year you're looking at, all the rest of it, birth rates and everything else. But nonetheless, you're over 330 or you're over 320 million, 320 million, 330 million, whatever. doesn't matter the numbers. I'm weighing that against 1 million. Think about that. Dr. Fauci, we'll get into some Fauci here. Dr. Fauci was um, giving an interview to the Skim over the weekend, and he was asked about whether or not we would reach herd immunity, the elusive herd immunity. Do you think we'll reach that? Well, I don't know. You've got all but 80 million vaccinated. It seems to me if you have everybody except for those 80 million vaccinated, well, then you would have already reached herd immunity. That's even without vaccines.
1: They were saying in papers that we were looking at last year that uh, it would take about 20 percent of the population to have antibodies to reach herd immunity, basically. There you go. There you go.
0: And yet India has over 70 percent of their population that has antibodies, but yet they have less than a six percent vaccination rate. You tell me how that works.
1: Here in the U.S., we have 83 percent of the population that has some form of protection, be it uh, a vaccination or uh, have ha- previously had COVID or a strain of COVID. But we have to go in and get vaccinated now. Everybody has to get vaccinated, including the ones with protection from it already inherently, well, yeah, either
0: yes, because yeah,
1: immunity or yeah.
0: Uh, you're not protected. Right. So you're going to need you're going to need your first recommended course, then you're going to need the booster and then you're going to need the fourth one that they got coming for you in February. The Israelis, they're already pushing the third one now. They're saying they're they're teeing up the fourth one already. What? You know, the Israeli minister of health was caught talking to the interior minister. It was on a hot mic. I can't play the audio because it's in Yiddish. And no one would understand it. Uh, not even myself. I had to play it not in uh, the subtitles. The minister of health in Israel is sitting there on a hot mic talking to the ministry, the minister of the interior saying it makes no epidemiological sense to introduce COVID passports. They don't make any sense. All they are is a coercion method to get the people that are not vaccinated, vaccinated. That's what you're dealing with. That's in Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. Highest cases, highest number of cases. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Fauci, there's so much when we whenever we take like these long three or four days, there's so much to to get into. It's like a 100 things run through our heads all at the same time. Fauci asking if the U.S. would reach herd immunity and what it would mean for us to reach herd immunity.
2: Take a listen. If we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, we will get to herd immunity. If we do it in the next six months, it will happen in the next six months. If we do it in the next two months, it'll happen in the next two months.
0: Okay. so the next question to
2: Fauci is, would you support vaccine mandates for airline travel? I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people that you should be vaccinated. The next
0: question, what about public schools? And this is where you know where he's going to go with this one. Oh, we've been doing that for years. It's it's nothing new. This is this is uh, something we've been doing all the time. And and we've had these requirements and these mandates in for years, for decades. And yeah, that's that's basically where he's going to go with it. I'm pretty sure
2: when you hear us say, should you mandate vaccination for children to be able to attend school? Some people say, oh, my goodness, that would be terrible to do that. But we Uh, already do that. And have <laughs> Do been doing that for decades and decades. I don't know what school you went to, but the school that I went to, you had to be vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, uh-huh. or otherwise you couldn't go to school. So it is not something new to mandate vaccines for school children. The solution that we have at our hands is vaccines.
0: OK, um, so once again, you have a so-called public health official who is claiming that this is no different than measles, mumps, rubella, polio, all the rest of it. You cannot make that comparison. As I said before, it took us seven decades, 70 years to get a good working polio vaccine. 70 years. They've never gotten even the flu shot right. Since its inception, it has never worked. The original swine flu vaccination and the rollout of the H1N1, they screwed that up they had to destroy it at the public expense both times because it was maiming people and killing people. This one, this has gone completely wrong. The EMA, the European uh, Medical Association, the um, I saw the statistics today. Let me see if I can pull it here. This is the EMA. Okay. This is a chart from the EMA today. The Europeans are at two million adverse reactions.
1: Yeah, I believe what wasn't
0: Ned two saying
1: million. it's one in 36 or something like that something like
0: that, adverse reactions. According to VARES, and I heard this statistic this afternoon, according to VAERS, the United States, just that's just the VARES system in America. And that's, that's anywhere between one and 10%. That's all that they count between that. VARES in America, they're estimating 70 people a day, 70 a day have died between July 1st and now from the vaccine directly from the vaccine. Keep in mind, keep in mind, according to not me, According to former vice president of Pfizer and chief scientific officer, Dr. Michael Yaden, according to him, we usually deal with 25 deaths from vaccines per year or less. The EMA, which is the equivalent of VAERS in the U.S., this is the European side of things, is approaching, excuse me, I'm sorry, I wasn't, not the two million, the one million mark, excuse me. Uh, among them, according to the latest data, there are 262,383 severe cases and deaths, This is according to the reporting agency out of Germany this afternoon. Uh, And I got the website here, but it's all in German. But you can see the chart, Bruce, you see the chart here. You got Pfizer, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and they break it down. Each one of those colors you see, you probably can't make that out, but each one of those colors you see, uh, those show deaths, life-threatening reactions, hospitalized, persistent uh, sequelae, uh, all the rest of it, severe without life-threatening symptoms, hospitalization without lasting symptoms and and. All the rest of it. Th- those numbers, those numbers, and, and you're going to sit there as as a as a public health official and say that you need to be pushing this on children? You out of your damn mind! And I'm tired of hearing this crap. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Show me one study. One. Just show me one. Show me one study where any of this is safe and effective. Show me one. And here I thought doctors were supposed to be helping people, not killing them. Well, they are. But wow, well, this is a doctor that hasn't seen a patient in over 20 years. Well, I mean, he did such a great job with HIV. So why not? Uh, why not have him ahead of this? Yeah, right. OK. Um, last few minutes here. Do you want to talk about some inflation numbers or do you want uh, so to get well. some of that? Yeah. OK. So uh, one of the Fed spokesmen came out this week and he said he said, well, as long as you're not counting food, as long as you're not counting meat prices or dairy or what was the other one? Gasoline. As long as long as you're not counting fuel. Well, gas is something I was I was being facetious and oh, doing okay. well, a, it wouldn't surprise a comparison me. of equality. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But as long as you don't count food and and all the rest of that stuff, as long as you don't count that, well, then the monetary numbers are right where they should be. Yeah, they're 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 on track with from the 1980s forward.
1: It's it's on track. We're 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 about the same. If you take out dairy and meats and those, those kind of things, mm-hmm. and uh, to what he was referencing uh, the the gasoline bit, it's the equivalent of saying gas prices haven't risen if you take out the price of gas. I mean, it, it, it's kind of the same thing here. If, you, if you, just going off of uh, well, then, then you'd still have diesel and and other forms of gas and kerosene, yeah, jet rising. fuel, but, all the
0: rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but you know what? You had said months ago months ago and these were the numbers we were looking at in the supply chain that aren't even put out by government statistics because there's a delay when you break the supply chain it takes a while to do this you're talking about a, a sophisticated system across the world that we've spent decades building they're now breaking this the the establishment the established order they are now breaking the supply chain it takes time to do that if there is a problem with okay for example let, let me let me let me put this into perspective what you're going to see this winter is you're going to see meat prices come down you're going to see meat prices come down the reason you're going to see meat prices come down is because right now you have farmers and ranchers that are out there slaughtering their livestock because they cannot afford to feed them this winter. So as a result, meat is going to be in a glut. So it's going to go down. The price is going to go down at the consumer level. However, since they don't have enough money to feed them, therefore they have to turn them into consumer goods. Well, then now you're not going to have a very plentiful stock when it comes spring and summertime next year. So what's going to happen come spring and summer of 2022? Your meat prices are going to be through the roof because there is no stock left. All in the hands of Klaus Schwab and company. You'll eat much less meat and you'll be happy about it. You talked about it months ago, Bruce. You said the food prices we're going to be looking at within the next 12 to 24 months are going to go up 76 percent do you have any idea how much a 76 percent increase in food is to the average family that's barely making it now? And of course they cut all the um, the extra hush money over Labor Day that's funny how they cut it off that time. They're cutting the eviction moratoriums off at the same time you got Biden coming out talking about show some respect. While he says he's going to find the living hell out of you, and he's going to make sure that you get fired if you don't take one of these experimental shots. So now what are you going to do? You see, they're putting pressure on everybody every way they can. It doesn't matter if you do everything that they say and some. It doesn't get you out of it. Doesn't get you out of it. You're in the jackpot either way. Everybody wants to lay in the sun until they get skin cancer, as I said. Major supermarket chain warns inflation is about to impact more Americans. The hell you say? Wherever would they get such an idea an executive of Kroger, who is also one of the companies that the Biden administration is working with to make sure that their employees are going to be fully vaccinated. One of the largest supermarket chains in the United States warned that grocery prices are about to become even higher this year as inflation sets in. Well, now, see, that's okay because they're not counting food. As long as you don't count food, then there is no inflation. (laughs) Except uh, they won't be able to play that
1: narrative for much longer. Everybody that goes to the store has seen the prices increase. Everybody knows that the
0: prices are up. Just for reference, because... I'm able to see this in a different perspective because I, I've been jumping back and forth across the Atlantic for for several years now. Just to put this in perspective, the last time I was in the U.S. And this has been, OK, not, not this last time, but the time before that. So I want to say five years ago, five years ago, it was the first time I'd been back five years previous to that or excuse me, two and a half years previous to that. So if you go back seven years, seven and a half years between that seven and a half years and and the two years after that, I saw. A massive increase in prices. That was back then. And when, I try and when I try and explain that, when I try and explain that to somebody th- that's on the ground over there, I'm like, hey, um, you're spending $300 a week at the supermarket here. Isn't that, a, isn't that a little bit of a problem? That's pretty high. And they're like, no, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. I said, you're spending $4 a gallon for milk. You're spending $6 a box for a box of cereal. Do you think that's a little bit of a problem? To give you an idea, yeah. I know the prices are a little different here. I went to the store today. I bought food for a week for a week, as in like, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner for a week. I spent 71 euros for a week. That's unheard of in America. That is unheard of. And I bought a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't even need. That wasn't even on my list. You know how you're in the store and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll have some of that. I'll mm-hmm. take one of those. No, yeah, I'll take some good. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. You'll have some of that. I bought a bunch of stuff I didn't even really need. Stuff that wasn't on my list. The price stability, like this is this is the other part of this this whole thing. They don't want you to understand this stuff. They don't want you understand to understand basic finance. They, they don't want you to be able to figure that stuff out. They want you to take whatever scraps, whatever crumbs, whatever pittance that they give you until you do what they say. Yeah, go on. Um, I, I was just
1: putting numbers together. Is all As we were saying. The I, I just did seventy five percent increase. So if you're paying three hundred dollars, that means you're paying. $525 for just groceries that, that that's pretty that's pretty rough
0: let's say yeah. for example okay let, let's say let's just take this for an example okay so let's let's run these run these numbers for me real quick so your family right. let's say your family four okay husband okay. wife two kids family four. Oh god excuse me you know my where's my patriarchal manners <laughs> yeah right let's say your family of four and you spend I, I don't know, what what do they spend? Like, um, I'm just guessing here. Let's say you live in a high priced part of the country, I don't know, four or five hundred a week. I store. I would say 3 350
1: 400. 350 probably. 400.
0: Okay, so you're doing yeah, let's I take the high end of that, right? Good. Especially if you're one, yeah. one of the higher end areas. Okay, so let's take the higher end of that and let's say you're going to um buy like the healthier choices rather than just like the, you know, the store brand whatever. Let's say you're going to buy the healthier choices. Mm-hmm. So, let's go 400 450. 75% increase. What are you looking at over the course of a week? I'll kick it up to 500 because uh you're going for the the better
1: Yeah. Uh, Foods, that's going to be a
0: lot more expensive. Mind you, this is not eating out. Uh, This is just buying food and beverages at your local store. Yeah. And we're we're only kicking it up
1: 75%. That's all. That's all we're doing is just Uh 75 just for simplicity's sake.
0: $875. So if you're a family of four and you buy the higher quality stuff and you're currently spending $500 a week for a family of four, you're now going to be spending how much? $875. $875. $875. $875. Is that going to wake you up? That's only groceries, by the way. That would also
1: entail, gas prices would be increasing. You would also see increases in things like um, if you have a mortgage or something like that, that's not mm-hmm. a fixed rate, that's going to increase. And don't think your wages are going to increase. No, uh, we're in a period of Technically taxation. speaking. Yeah, exactly. You, you're technically, you're, you're, Income is going to be worth less because during the inflation period. So it doesn't matter. Even even if you were to get a 76% increase in your wages at the same matter. time that this is going on, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it, it, it's
0: gonna, it, the businesses will have to offset for even. the cost of goods. Yeah, the businesses will have to offset for the cost of goods. You, you got these these morons that are out there now that you remember the whole crowd that was saying, you know, fight for 15, you You're know, holding the placards up yeah. and all that fight for 15. They're saying now fight for 25.
1: Yeah. Many places are already doing the 15 now. It, because of the whole outrage and everything. The the thing is, is if they hit them again with some kind of like inflationary thing, and it's just it's going to cost the the companies too much or or for that matter, you, you had the vaccine uh, situation going on, you know, and, and, and people are unwilling to get vaccinated. So they're they're understaffed. Uh, it, it's going to cost too much to hire staff. Let's
0: just have a kiosk just automate it. That's what that's what they're well, going to no, end up no, doing. No, no, See, no, no, no. It's not what they're going to do because the Biden administration is going to cover that. They're going to cover that. They're going to give you that two million dollar loan now at a low interest, and you don't have to pay it back for two years to hire more staff and increase your inventory. <laughs> uh-huh. which which means they're go- they intend uh, to keep
1: this going for at least two more years. Yeah, you got it.
0: All right, uh, we are going to have to go. We're out of time today, but uh, great to sit down and talk again. So, all right, for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts. We do here every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers. So, get over there and get signed up to us. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail And we would ask you to pass us along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So, if you could pass us along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars be a plus thank you very much all right that'll do it thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening